0: soccer podcast my name is Bori and I'm here with Justin I don't think Manny's going to join us because of course he's traveling and he hates us and he decided to ditch us but really he's hiding because of Chelsea's disaster class um which is which is really comical how that team is going just downhill honestly um but let's not talk about Chelsea uh in this episode, we're going to talk about in our new format and or style, um, Afcon, uh, the maybe a breaking, you know, uh, world record save um, number of saves in the Afcon. Uh, we'll talk uh, talk about that. We'll talk about Arsenal Liverpool. We have uh, Justin, who is beaming and smiling at me. Has been smiling since we got on the call, which is I've never seen that before. Um, and then yeah, talk about. Xavi and, and club leaving their respective clubs. Um, I can't wait to talk about Messi because, you know, I love Messi and, and, and the opportunity to do that is is always fun for me. So why don't we start with AFCON? Um, and all I have to say here uh, is that the semis are set. Um, if you've not been watching AFCON, you've been missing. Uh, but I have also noticed something, Justin, in in uh, the current states that we're in in AFCON. So Obviously, Justin, you know that there was a lot of upsets in the group stages, like upsets here and there. Cape Verde is a is a name uh, that has been ringing through because uh, they um, they had a very good high number of clean sheets, I believe, and also in uh, general they were playing very attack, good attacking football. Um, you have other teams like uh, Guinea who has already crashed out now, but did very well in in their group. Um, And I'm forgetting the other little tiny countries. Oh, um, uh, Mauritania, another country uh, who was beaten by Cape Verde, but still they got to the um, round of 16, which again is something that you don't see as much. And no, let's not forget the, the big countries that have crashed out, like Morocco, Egypt. Um, Senegal, which was a, a huge shock. Um, so my point of saying all of this is, so we have a lot of big guns out, and now they are, you know, no disrespect to them, but a relatively not as good teams now left in the Afcon. So um, the quarterfinals had you yeah teams like Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> but- yeah, yeah. T- t- yes, yes, teams like I mean, hey, I'm on the same page as you. Trust me. Um, seems like Nigeria, of course. Uh, but you have Congo, we have we have Mali uh, that play all of the all of these clubs or uh, countries playing in the semi final. But one thing I started to notice is the quality of football has now sort of diminished a little bit. If that if it makes sense, like okay, so I don't want to paint it in a way that is like the quality is bad, but it's it's more like the quality could could have been better if these big teams like Egypt, Senegal. Was still in the game, right? So, so now what I'm realizing is there are some teams that are really good, like Congo. That like Congo historically has not been good team in Africa, but this in this tournament they are actually probably I would say one of the one of the exciting teams to watch because of just how much they keep running no matter what. Although they've been doing tying a lot of games, but still they're still an exciting team to watch. Um, the other team um, that I think uh, that has not, you know, that's been exciting to watch uh, in this in this game is Cape Verde, which they've crashed out. But South Africa is another team that feels like when you watch them play, especially when when we watched them play this last weekend. I don't know, man. It just felt like a very bad team, but somehow they squeaked a win against Cape Verde. Which we'll talk about next. Um, but I'm just saying, like, it just feels like the quality is reducing. And now that I've said this, Nigeria plays South Africa in the next in, on, on Wednesday.
1: I know. You jinxed so, yourself.
0: Yeah, I've just jinxed myself. But still, like, seriously, like, if you watch them play, they are actually not well. Good. Let's let's bad. dive
1: into it. Let's dive into it and how they might actually play um, in that upcoming fixture, the one that's going to be on uh, on Wednesday, right? On Wednesday against yeah. Nigeria, so looking looking be, looking at the past first and seeing how that might inform the future. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. That that quarterfinal that you're talking about, Cape Verde and South Africa, it finished zero zero, went to penalties. Were both teams just bad going bad offensively, or were they both no, like, playing defensively? they like there that's like what was going on there.
0: Honestly, Cape Verde had. I think a better shot of win. They should have won that game, uh, personally. I think they were just unlucky with the, the finishes, which has been the story of AFCON. Um, I think, you know, like, looking at the stats, like, for example, um, it's this very funny stats actually. Uh, Cape Verde had um, 25 shots, um, and only two were on tar- target, just to talk about how poor they have been, like, been in, in the front. Um, and then... South Africa had 16 shots, but then had six shots in target. Um, that's it. The thing that stood out for me with the way South Africa played is they couldn't string passes together. Like, it felt like I was watching an under-20 team. And, you know, I'm dissing them right now, Justin. And on Wednesday, when we lose to them, when I dreadless to them, you're going to remind me about this, <laughs> about what I'm saying, right? But, like, seriously, to be honest, like, it was so bad. And I was just like, how is this team at this level right now? And I'm not trying to crap on the South African league, but most of their players that are starting are from are, they're homegrown players, which is good to see. I mean, we have another tournament for that in Africa, but it's good to see that. But I think that's part of the problem. And I think that's why we're seeing this quality from South Africa, especially just really reduce all they have really, is the longs to run. That's it. There's nothing else. And maybe we can go into the next topic quickly. Their keeper, who, who for me, is by far the best keeper in this tournament. By far. So, South Africa's keeper, if you've not seen it, please go watch the shootout. Like, it's insane. It's insane. I've never seen anything like this before. And the only explanation I can give, uh, and basically what what the situation is, is South Africa tied Cape Verde, went to penalty shootouts. The South African keeper saved three penalties. And just, I'm not talking about like, oh, these penalty is like so poor. These are penalties that you feel like, oh yeah, sh- that should have gone in. But no, the keeper was outstanding. It's not poor penalties, it's outstanding keeping, which is ins- like, I it's just outstanding. So this keeper has kept four clean sheets so far. And now save for penalties. Come on. Has to be the Golden Glove, right? Has to be the Golden Glove of the tournament. It, it's you, insane.
1: You'd think so. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I don't know. Sometimes they award that just like, you know, whoever has the most. The clean winning, sheet. Yeah. Yeah. They are, yeah. yeah the, the keeper from the winning team. But uh, yeah. I mean, it's much like during the World Cup, I think, you know, remember we were talking about like some keepers who yeah. teams did not perform, but they had like, you know, some heroics. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like that's the case here. So, yeah, don't want to forget about the other semifinal, though. Um, You mentioned the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and they're playing Ivory Coast. uh, Yeah, Yeah. and what you had said, I think, um, in one of our previous episodes, that was your pick, you know, despite being a Nigerian. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you said, Ivory Coast was your pick to win the tournament. So does that still look like it's going to be the case, you think?
0: So I want to give you a quick background on on what's going on in Ivory Coast. So Ivory Coast did very bad. We beat them. Easily in the group stage, right? And then guess what happened um, after the third game? Um, because, you know, they, they were, the format here was the best third teams. So mm-hmm. four best right. So they didn't even know if they qualified or not. The coach just just quit. He, he was like, yeah, I'm done. Like, we're, oh, he, what? I think he probably thought they're probably not going to qualify because they were three points. And usually people, the best third is usually like four points or, you know, five points or whatever. So he just quit. And which what is weird is that we had all these crazy upsets where Algeria and Morocco were not winning their games and that left all the other third teams be on two points. So now we have the situation where Ivory Coast somehow qualified because all the other teams were crap. And But now the coaches quit, but they're not going <laughs> to get him back. So they assigned somebody else who's, I don't know if he was on the coaching staff. So... And now he, it's a different, it's like a different, it's like the the new coach bounce or whatever they call it in the League, right? And it's crazy that they're not playing much better with, I don't know if they're playing better. I think they're just, they're just like, oh, we got something to prove. Like we've gotten this lifeline, so we got to go all out. So that is the advocates that we have now. And I'm not sure how to feel about that. Hmm. Like, I don't know if this means that they're they're going to win it or if this means that like they're going to crash out against Congo. Now, I would say Congo Congo is very defensive, so they will have issues there, but it could go into penalties, which is going to be my prediction, actually. I think it's going to end up just being penalties. Of course, they have the home home support, but I think it's going to go into penalties, and then anything can happen in penalties.
1: Anything can happen, that's true. Yeah, unless you have the South Africa keeper, in which case it sounds like it's on a lot. Yeah. And so, you,
0: you- so, you know, Nigeria is not, they're not, they're, they're right now, If I were them, I would not train to to go into penalty shootouts. I would train to make sure that we score.
1: Right. (laughs) Like five goals. A good strategy. A good strategy, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Always try to score a goal. I think that's helpful.
0: All right. Let's move on from AFCON um, because that was not quick. But I want to move on to your favorite and only topic you probably want to care about, which was the Arsenal-Liverpool. I just really want to get your thoughts about this game because... There are many things at play, but I will save my one other question for later. Justin, can you just tell me what the feeling is in the Arsenal camp about this victory?
1: Oh, about this victory. I mean, like, it's this was uh, a great win for Arsenal because of the context in which it took place, right? Obviously, we know Arsenal had that low period earlier this uh well now last month you know right at the turn of the new year where they lost two in a row uh they fell out of first position on the table and mm-hmm. at the same time Liverpool has had a resurgence um that was been playing very well even in the absence of Mo Salah they've still been playing great they also have some injuries Zobazlai I think uh suffered an injury he's out for a couple weeks um but they still they've been they've been playing great um and they were at top of the table five points ahead of arsenal going into this match and it was kind of a you know a, a do or die situation the, the way that these teams have been playing and the way how tight the table has been at the top on uh, the top four and top three especially um to fall eight points behind uh, a rival seems like a death blow perhaps to a team like arsenal who you know despite their heroics last year and falling short and, you know, their, their intentions, you know, as our am trying to like this is the season to go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, as an Arsenal fan, I definitely feel like, you know, it's, it's, we're still in a uh, a delicate spot, right. You know, our, with the history of Arsenal for the past decade, plus it's like, you know, um, do we have it do, is there enough metal in this team, if you will, to, right. to, 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 to get past a difficulty like that. Um, so losing was not an option. It was, this was a home game for Arsenal. Uh, Liverpool obviously uh, beat Arsenal in the FA Cup um, uh, about a month ago. And then they also, at Anfield, they drew. Okay, they came from behind and were able to to get a draw against Arsenal when they were hosting them. Um, so this was a big deal for Arsenal. And they pulled it out. They did really well. And I think uh, they, they, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say they dominated the game, but, like, Liverpool only had one shot on goal, uh, which is no no mean thing. Like I said, Salah wasn't there, but like that's like you know this is a, obviously Klopp likes to attack. Liverpool always like to attack, regardless of whether they're home, away, whatever the situation is. So to re- to keep that those shots on goals down um, was a big factor, I think, in the victory that allowed Arsenal to to win.
0: Yeah, well, c- kudos to you because um, I think. Um... In this season, Liverpool's had uh, one of the best defence. I think they're joints. joints, um, With Arsenal on... Actually, Liverpool and Arsenal both have the best defence in the league this season so far because they've only considered 22 goals. Um, The other thing is Arsenal is the second team to put three past Liverpool. Can you guess what the uh, other team was? Um... It's Leno's team, um, Fulham.
1: Fulham, okay, yeah, yeah. And it, it was gonna it be some really like kind of... a mid-table side. I was trying to think which one it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. So no, ser- seriously, kudos to you all uh, for and I, you know, I love the way Arsenal played. Although you know there was some luck. Let's be honest. Um, let's talk about the the Saka goal, for example. Uh, you know, good finish from him. Even though it was a sort of awkward angle, even though he still was. Kind of close to the goal, but it was still you still had to make it. Is is my point. And then the second goal with with the mistake from Van Dyke and um Allison, the miscommunication. Again, I'm not trying to play down. Right. I'm just saying you all took those chances, which is great. Right. Um, well, but it's you know- very interesting to see the mistakes uh, it is that maybe liverpool.
1: maybe that says something too so like you know i don't know about liverpool i you know i haven't watched every single liverpool game but like i feel like they're kind of similar to arsenal where like yes they are like on paper on the table if you look at the table like they are they have the they've conceded the least number of goals but right. nobody feels like they're like a rock solid defense really like arsenal like have a habit of conceding like a almost like a goal a game sometimes it feels like. You know, like so they don't they, they not they don't get blown out. Like you said, like Liverpool similarly, right? They've this is only the second time they've conceded three goals in a match this season. Uh Arsenal like in Liverpool are both similar in this way. It's like, no, they don't concede a lot of goals in any one game, but they concede a lot of goals like every game. They concede a goal every game almost okay. it feels like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um this all four goals that came in this match, all of them you could argue are like It was kind of, none of them were beautiful, speaking towards the beautiful game, right? Like you said, the the first two goals (laughs) by Arsenal, Liverpool's goal, it came off of Gabriel's hand, like after Scaliba and um, and Raya had like a complete, not Raya, uh, yeah, had like a complete like miscommunication, right? And then um, the final goal, Trossard's goal, after he came on as a substitute, he had made a great run from like midfield, basically, but the actual finish itself was like, he kind of just got into a position where like, he's like uh you know screw it i'm just gonna fire the, i'm just gonna shoot and it deflected like it went between van dyke's legs and deflected off his shin and passed allison for the fourth goal of the match as well so like none of the goals were like you know any any great beauty um but uh arsenal just got yeah they, they, they hey, took, you know you, you can, you they
0: can only that, beat what's in front of you right exactly, or you can only exactly. score what's in front of you so hey Makes sense. Good for you. Uh, let's keep it on the Liverpool Liverpool topic. Uh, it's been a few weeks now, but we've heard the announcement that Klopp is leaving. Right. Um. So is he leaving because of this defeat, or or is he leaving? <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, though. Uh. Well, what a legacy that Klopp has had. Um. And I'm sure we're gonna talk more about this. Um. And, and I think one thing that I was thinking was Liverpool was probably most likely going to win the EPL now just to send him off, right? Um, but with this defeat, it's, you know, a little bit shaky now. But any thoughts about, you know, just Klopp in general and how, what what he's done in terms of how change Liverpool um, and made them, give them a new identity, really, uh, when it comes to, like, how they play and, and just, the, just Liverpool itself?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's inarguable. Like, Klopp came into this club, when they were just perennial, like, you know, they were just a top six club. They, they had ceased even to be a top four club at that point in time, right? I think, I think he came in right after the Brendan rogers era, right? Or did he come in? Was there an interim between him and there the
0: I Parker? cannot remember. They may have been, but. um like someone came like, out. Know, yeah. Was
1: it, they didn't have a Gerard situation, was it? I don't know. I can't remember. No, like, no, no, uh, not yet.
0: He was too young then. He, he was too young He was still getting his license. Exactly,
1: exactly. But, like, anyways, the point is, like, you know, He came in and with the fire and brimstone, obviously, he's like has always been a fiery figure. That's why I, I, you know, I will always forget him, how he just like was fearless, like reading the leading those Dortmund sides against um, Bayern Munich season after season and just be very, very aggressive personality and, you know, style of play. And then he brought that to Liverpool and completely transformed the club. I think like, you know, he's inarguable legend for liverpool even though like his trophy cabinet like you know they wish they could have more trophies in the cabinet but it just happened to coincide also with the era of pep guardiola and manchester city obviously uh speaking of coaches who have transformed clubs um but klopp i think has like you know he he's he's forged this liverpool squad in his own image and i think it's gonna be interesting what happens next especially with like you know we're talking about uh van dyke you know obviously uh, also a club legend but like there's some talk about how much longer is his stay going to be at Liverpool. Um, that'd be a question for, in part, the next manager, whoever that might be. It's probably too early for us to speculate on that. Um,
0: well, people are saying Xabi so uh, I mean, i, I do not know if it's going to work that. out. Like, sure, yeah. he's doing well in Bundesliga, but like, doesn't mean anything. Let's be honest, right? Well, it's like King... a
1: complete different style, like a the, like a exactly. utterly different style of play. So it'd be like, I mean, like that's a thing. It's like you know, that's always the question. Like these big dynastic changes, right? Is like, do you try to get someone who's similar, or do you just you know tear everything down and then try to build it all? I up
0: again? I have a feeling that a lot of t- uh, pl- some of these plays may leave, right? I, I right. mean, I don't know what people's like what their attachments will be to this. To, to Liverpool after club leaves, but you, I think maybe some of these players will also wait to see who the replacement is and then make a decision from there. But I would assume someone like Salah should probably leave like to a club like PSG, and I'm not even joking about this. Like yeah. this is, you know, they 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 will need somebody on on the right flank. I know they have them building now, but if they are serious about fighting for. For the UCL, I think that's the play you want to get, in, right? So, anyways, and with them lo- losing Mbappe, you know that means that, and Dembélé can play on the left too. So, anyway, my point is, um, I think, I think this changes Liverpool a lot, and exactly. I, I'm worried for them that it may not be a great thing, especially if they get a coach like Xabi Alonso. So, again, not saying that he's not good and he's not doing well now, but I just don't know how his style will merge into. The sort of club style, right?
1: Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, we just associate Liverpool. That's what, that's the Klopp, what he's done to this club, right? We associate Liverpool with like a specific style of play that Javi Alonso doesn't fit. But it's like, you know, that's the Klopp style. Like, you know, they're going to be something different now. So I don't know. Klopp, he said he's going to take some time off from the from coaching, obviously, well deserved. Um, If he was to come back in one year's time, would you want him to go to Milan if you could have him walk in the door? No questions asked. Hundred percent. OK, that's Conte.
0: A, people, that's people are linking Conte to Milan. Oh I don't want God. Conte. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so <sighs> you were right, by the way. Uh, Brendan Rodgers was the last coach before Club. Four days after he was sacked or he left, so I don't know if he was sacked, Club joined. So that was go. that's the story. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, uh, I will just leave you to ask me this question because it's a funny one. I'm not well,
1: really yeah, concerned. it's not the so Klopp was not the only big departure or big uh, news in terms of like manager changes. Also, Barcelona after I think this this news was announced like right after they had a bad loss in La Liga. I actually watched it. I think it was against Villarreal. Yep. Um Yep. And then that is that their coach Xavi Hernandez is leaving the club after this season as well. What are your thoughts, Bori?
0: Yeah. So. The only reason why I really want to just talk about this, by the way, it's not funny. I, I didn't mean to hype it up as funny. It's just maybe I guess the way it played out.
1: Man's as... losing his job, boy and you're laughing.
0: Well, but he, no, no, he's quitting. He's he said he's like I'm pretty sure with Barcelona's like financial woes, like who they're gonna hire. Uh, we can talk about that, but like who they're gonna hire? They're gonna hire me. I mean, I'll I gladly take the job, I guess. Um. Anyways. Uh, The reason why this is interesting is because of the way it played out. Uh, Javi, after a game before this, way before this game, had said that, you know, when they were interviewing him, that if he doesn't win a trophy this season, he's going to leave, right? Which is, for me, it's an odd thing to say. Uh, Just because, like, why announce that in front of everybody, and then you don't win anything, and then everyone knows that you're gonna leave because of it. like it it just uh it's just, it just doesn't I don't even know how to put it. like I'm trying to just say like I'm just trying to compare it to like a real life no well, I mean real that's a real life job but like no one goes and says like oh if I if I don't achieve this hard to achieve thing because I'm playing in this league that. It's tough to to win something because I have this other team playing and I, I have Copa del Rey that I could potentially win. But again, I still have these teams that are doing very well. Then I have the Champions League. Like, for me, it's a weird thing to say that because I think it sends a very weird message and also says that, like, you're a quitter. If I'm a coach, if I don't win something this year... I would use that as like a step stool to like wanting to win something next year. So it almost feels like he's like giving up, right? Now, unless he's lying to us, unless he's maybe there's another reason why he's trying to leave. Anyways, so that said, then he had this huge loss. Um and then and then he just randomly announced the
1: <laughs> randomly well... announced leaving. I so, wouldn't be surprised so, if there's something behind the scenes. But
0: yeah, go, well, go, Well, but, but hold on. But, okay, that's it. so now this is worse. Because first of all, you said, if you don't win a trophy, then I'm going to leave. Now, you're saying you're going to leave. So that means, can I assume that you're not going to win a trophy then? Like, you're still in, what? Well, they're still in the Europa League, right? I think. is it Europa? Yeah, they they went out to the Europa League, I think. They're still in, in um they're out of, out of Copa del Rey. Um, they're still te- I guess technically in the race for the for the Lala game even though it's it's harder now. But like, come on. This is Barcelona. This is the Barcelona that we know. Like who does this as a coach of Barcelona? Like it's a weird it's a weird like I respect Xavi. I'm just not I don't think he did this very well. I don't think this is I don't think this is Xavi. It doesn't feel like this you know, I'm trying to translate how he plays on the pitch to like how he is in real life. It doesn't translate and it feels like two different people. Right. So that that's my rant about this whole thing. Um, It's just it's just a weird thing. It, it's weird, Um, but that's it. He's leaving, unfortunately. Um, I don't know where, what this means for Barcelona. I don't know what this means for the future. I mean, seriously. Can Arteta go to Barcelona? <laughs> <laughs> there was some, I mean, I mean there was about some.
1: I have thought about it. Believe me, it was like in my nightmares for a couple of days. Like that was one of the rumors that was floating around briefly, but Arteta himself shot it down pretty quickly. Now,
0: saying, well, you know, it's funny. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's funny that you say that because I've actually not seen those rumors. So you obviously you to it because, you know, you're in the Arsenal circle. Right, right. But let me ask you this question. Arteta doesn't win a trophy this season. Should you keep him or not? Yeah. Here's question. You yeah, keep yeah. him. I keep him, yeah. Really? Yeah, what kind of yeah. mentality is that? Come on, really? You keep him?
1: Yeah, I would keep him. I mean, he's built this club. Like you know, the, Arsenal were not competing for anything, uh, just a few years ago. So you know, I I would I would give him one more season. I would say, yeah, for wow. sure. I'd give him no, one more season.
0: I think Arsenal has. Unless unless the, something
1: they're... disastrous happens and Arsenal crash out, like you know, somehow don't make top four. Or if they even if they finish in fourth place, they right, You can quote I think me. If they finish in like top. if they if they. What's that?
0: I think they'll finish in in, in top four.
1: Oh well, yeah, so. I I do too. But like, let's say if they didn't first, you know, in that hypothetical, then obviously it would be a different story completely. But um, no, I mean like there's you know having a quality manager, uh, or a manager that like fits a identity or a play style like it's not an easy thing to do. You can't like they, there's not the, the the market is small out there for like those types of managers. So like what Arsenal would have to do is probably and also like with the money that a lot of these managers demand, Arsenal would probably have to go back to getting like you know, some up and coming manager, right? And like then what you then you're like you, you have to start experimenting all over again. Well
0: you have you have Conte though. I'm yeah, just please. trying to push Conte. Hell no. Hell right, no Sorry, but, um, we spoke earlier. Um Barcelona, obviously, obviously still in the Champions League, so but they're playing Napoli, not Europa League. But I, yeah. I'm assuming that they're gonna you know not play champions league soon
1: well so we'll, see. we'll see yeah they're no, eight points out in la liga i don't know too you know we gotta move on but like real quickly i you know i think people who do have belief in themselves or are trying to make a statement like trying to like uh you know ha- have a lot of confidence or like you know trying to inspire confidence in their in their abilities and in their team and in their uh the people who report to them uh and all walk, walks of life you know not just in football managership but like you know and uh, other high intensity positions uh and, and professions like saying planting your flag and saying we are going to achieve this like this is what we're going to achieve that is my that is my um statement to you like i, I declare that we are going to win this year and if i don't then i you you uh, you'll have my resignation letter on your desk the day that we don't No, that's quitting
0: this is poor. that's not quitting that's
1: quitting no, that's I don't cool. think of, that's saying I'm going to deliver. And he didn't. And he, you know, the people who say that, you know, if so let's say uh, any any manager or any person who does that and then achieves those results, it becomes the stuff of legends. It, or you can have a situation like this yeah. one, where it doesn't pay out, and yeah, you know, you 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 fall on your sword. So that's like that's 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 the way that it goes. That is fair. That that is fair. That is fair. Right.
0: Let's move on because I want to talk about my favorite player. Um, One of
1: Xavi's former teammates.
0: Yes, Messi. Can you can you tell me what's going on with this Messi? So, world? What's going on?
1: I mean, I, it's no secret. I don't think, even though we both live in the United States and we'd love to see Messi in person, uh, I think I have detailed my, at least to you personally, privately. I don't know if I've been on the podcast, like my failure to get tickets to when Inter Miami come to Washington D.C.
0: Wait, how much are the tickets?
1: oh my god now on the secondary market they're probably like absurd i have no idea but like uh (laughs) that's the point though that's what the point i'm gonna get to though is like everyone wants to see Messi. uh but it's a shame that he's playing his trade here at the end of his career in the mls and obviously inter miami they know they've only got him for a couple years max realistically speaking and they are going to milk that those that period of time for all it's worth get as much money as they can and that includes going on a world tour for their preseason. Inter-Miami's preseason has been taking them to Saudi Arabia, and then now they're in Asia, East Asia. And uh, fans are paying uh, a lot of money to see their hero, uh, the GOAT, uh, play, even though in a, in a preseason you know, friendly or whatever. Um, but Messi has picked up some sort of s- small injury, uh, and he, I think the most recently was like, this is a match that took place in Hong Kong, I want to say. But uh, some, like, anyways, Messi didn't play. And mm. fans were outraged because they <laughs> felt like they had been deceived. Uh, all the marketing is obviously all the marketing for these games is about Messi. Tickets are skyrocketing prices because it's about Messi. It's all about Messi. And then you find out like whatever, 30 minutes before kickoff, Messi's not playing today. He's not in the lineup. Or anything, whatever. So... I don't know. I just feel like it's um, it's a, it's a. I just wish his the end to his career could be a little bit different than this. Um, yeah. But you know, who knows? I don't know. We'll we'll see he how he plays. Have, he What's could that? have just
0: played in in crutches, and you'd still be better than most of the players on the field. Like he was injured, but he could have just played in crutches. Just bring his he crutches have, out.
1: There you go. I mean, he could have just been on uh he could have just rode like piggyback style on Luis Suarez's uh shoulders and would like run around the field like that and that would have been good um but yeah i mean that's a, the thing to note right it's like it's now Messi and friends because um busquets uh alba and now oh, i'm sorry alba and then um now, um, Luis Suarez has also joined Inter Miami, so the gang's all back together. Maybe Xavi, maybe that's where Javi's next stop will be. You can go to Inter Miami.
0: Ah, that's a very interesting one, actually. But maybe he'll come back as a player. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Well, I think I think that's pretty much what we have. I do want to just give a shout out? Like, obviously, this general transfer window has been a, a, a weird one. I think you you had put in our notes that it's quite one. I think it is, but there's one that is not so quiet in the sense that, you know, USA fans are going to be happy about Gio Reyna. Uh He's moved to Nottingham Forest. Um, I guess this bodes well for, for USA fans and, and also, um, yeah, fans of Gio Reyna in, in general. Like uh, I didn't actually watch him play. Uh, I think he made his debut last weekend. Uh, but I don't know what happened to him in Dortmund, except that maybe, I think, He just had a fallout with a coach. Um, But, hey, maybe let's see what happens. I think maybe this is a good opportunity for us to watch Nottingham Forest uh, more. And, oh, he he also has his brother there. Not his brother, his literal brother, but Turner. Turner plays for Nottingham Forest. So maybe um, they're, they're hanging out. Um, cool. Well, I think that's all we have. Uh, it was it was good talking to you, Justin. And uh, seriously, congratulations! I could not believe that you beat Liverpool. I thought this was going to be the end, and this was Liverpool was going to obliterate Arsenal. But Arsenal showed them His boss. Um, well, and now Arsenal is, is just a few points away from the top.
1: Appreciate the the vote of confidence. I uh, <laughs> obviously I'm wishing nothing but the best for Nigeria on Wednesday. I'm sure.
0: Uh, well. I just, if we go to penalties we're done I, I just turned turn off my TV so we'll see <laughs> uh, but thank you all for listening we're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast we'll talk to you later bye bye